when Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, was he talking about physical fitness or like, I don't know, academics? Hmm. Does Philippians 4.13 have to do with overcoming personal struggles like mental health or addiction? See, when we hear Bible verses taken out of context uh, in order for us to get some sort of gain out of it, it leads to a misunderstanding and often a mistrust of the word of God. And we're tackling these misunderstandings in a series that we're simply calling Misunderstood Bible, Bible Verses. <laughs> so what does Philippians 4.13 mean and how do we actually apply it to our lives? Stick around because today we are talking about how this verse gets misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And we are so thankful that you have joined us for this yes, episode. We- are. Yes. So um, we just want to cover a couple of announcements and again, thank our inner circle, inner circle. for continuing to support us Y'all and rock. encourage us and pour into this ministry. We yep, also, yep. Um, we do have the EP that we're still working on in process coming to you soon. Yes. It will be given to our inner circle first, of course, because they're our inner circle. They already got the raw Doi. Uh, EP just so everybody knows they got the the raw uncut EP. That's true. And so as we're working on finishing that, it'll be available to everybody. Yes. Yes. So I think that is all we have for announcements. So we are just going to dive right into today. Let's do it. So um, today's verse that we are tackling with the misunderstood um, Bible verses is Philippians 4.13. And if you don't know what Philippians 4.13 is, Bet you do, uh-huh. and you just don't know it's That's right. that verse. You know because, it because uh, what it is is, and I'm reading from what the, it is, what it is, Sorry. what it is, what it is, Bible. What's so good? Mm-mm. Anyway, nope. uh, not an appropriate song <laughs> <laughs> for this verse. So Paul's talking in his letter to the Philippians, and he says, "I can do all this through Him who gives me strength." Or other translations say, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." Mm-hmm. Now, this verse has been used, overused, yeah. and Used wrongly in mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot, a lot of contexts. It's also been underused. There's certain situations oh, where I'm like. in the proper context? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been underused. It's been like missed out on as an opportunity to um, share the gospel because yeah. we don't even think about this verse in the situations where we would probably need it more and be able to apply it more. Yeah. Um, but as you have taught Pastor Nick, oh, Reverend Pastor Nick oh. M. Div, <laughs> got to use all the letters in there. All right, let's do it. The whole um, thing. Content. Without context. Leads to? Confusion. Uh, yeah, you get it? Because it's the cons. Yes. Anyway. So, um, so yeah, what, what happens is people don't read. We've talked about the 2020 rule where you read 20 verses before and 20 verses after. It's a very simple one. Yeah. Or, you know, you could just read the whole book. Yeah, some Philippians books, is not even that long. You could totally chapters. read the whole book. And there's a great story behind the church um, the Philippian church, there's, there's great like historical context. That's really mm-hmm. important to understand. And also just for any of these epistles that we look at epistles are just letters. a fancy word for letter. I don't even know why we use that word. It just sounds Cause it's funny. fancy. Um, I wrote an epistle to mm. the city the other day. <laughs> you wrote a, you wrote a letter. I no, wrote, I wrote an, an electronic epistle. epistle. <laughs> <laughs> I need to check my electronic epistles. <laughs> just one moment. Anyway. Um, but they're letters to the church. And so, um, these were written down and then they were read aloud to a group of people. And so this was Paul writing to the Philippian church that he had a heart for them. Mm-hmm. He really loved them, the congregation there. And they're reading this letter from Paul. He um, is thanking them 
for being faithful. He's thanking them for the support that they have sent him. They sent yeah. monetary support, and he starts um, the letter because this is at the this is towards the end, right? Is, at yeah, the last like chapter, the very almost right before the final greetings. Yeah. yeah, and so it it really cheapens that scripture if we only focus on that, and we don't go back to at least the beginning of chapter four and start reading through and understanding. Wow, like he loves this church, and he's yeah. he's sharing with them wisdom and. It's a testimony as well, which is one of my favorite things about Paul's writings. Oftentimes he's sharing like, look, I've been through some things right. and yet God is above it all and he's in it all and through it all. And I have no one else to profess but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Look, if you feel like you've ever gone through the ringer, a lot of times people always go back to Job like, oh, I feel like Job. First of all, no, you don't. Like, let's be real. Mm, Very few so. people <laughs> on this planet have experienced what Job has gone through. Right. But uh, a lot of us can relate to something in Paul's life. Like Paul went through mm. through it. Jail, mm-hmm. beaten, uh, disowned by his people. Slandered. Like, slandered. They tried to kill him. He once preached. He was, This from my, my pastors out there. His uh, sermon bored a guy to sleep and the dude fell out the window and died. Right. And then he came back. Then after he died, he went down there and he's like, come back to life and hear the rest of the sermon, boy. (laughs) Get out of church because you died. What? You think death is a reason? I think every pastor should preach that sermon. That's the the very first first sermon sermon. you preach. New Year's, (laughs) New Year's sermon. Like, listen, listen, I'm about this. And if you die, I'm going to bring you back. I will finish in the the name of Jesus. I will raise you up and you will listen to this word. Um, but no, like, it's, well, let's, well, yeah, let's get yeah. into the verse. So without getting into context, um, because most people don't, what does this verse mean? S- you know, sans context, just like yeah, grab well, it, yeah. find a, find a meaning. What do people think it means when they stitch it onto yes. a pillow? Um, a lot of times it's this, like, God wants you to feel empowered to do whatever you put your mind to. Mm-hmm. It's like this motivational like encouragement. Yeah, yeah. It's like, don't worry. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, which incidentally is not what the word says. It doesn't say you can do all things through Christ. Like it's not a, it's not meant to just be like a, come on team. You can do all things. You mean it's not to cheer another person on. Yes. It's, I got you. it's a, it's a personal, I, I read this, at least when I read this, Paul's talking about himself. Mm-hmm. He's not like, Hey church, check it out. Like, let me just look. He's like, look, yeah. Follow me as I follow Christ. <laughs> he doesn't say look. He says, He's look. Like, he says, look, not look. I, if you can't see me, I'm like but look. doing references to people anyway. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So he, so not he, unless it's a he or she that's misinterpreting the verse. I don't know. <laughs> um, so people misinterpreting the verse look at it like motivational speech. They look mm-hmm. at it like, um, hey, this is just to kind of get you going. Mm-hmm. Um, or they look at it, I've seen it used in ways where um, it's just kind of like, well, God's on your side. So whatever you're doing, God's for you. Like um, you can do it because God's going to strength give you the strength to do it, which incidentally isn't always true. Like if you're, like I can rob this bank. <laughs> I can do through, all things through Christ through the who strengthens me. Of Christ. Wait a minute. Hold on. I feel like there's I feel like there's a thunderstorm in heaven when that happens. Uh, yeah, like, I don't wait, think no, that's no, 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 no. Not appropriate, no. not accurately utilizing it. So Yes. Well, because um, God doesn't pick sides also. Like yeah. whose whose side are you on? Ours yes. or the Lord? No. The battle is the Lord's. So like, let's not play games. Thinking about like football games, right? Because some people have used this in sports yes, and, or yeah. wrestling matches. Uh-huh. Um, and you're like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What if the dude on the other side's praying the same thing? You know what I mean? What if your defender is like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then if one of you loses, as most games happen, one person loses, mm-hmm. who wasn't strengthened by Christ wow. in that sense? Well, and like, which one of y'all I, was slacking? I think there's a way to apply. Uh, you can even look at that. Even with the misapplication in the beginning, you can look at that at the end and say, hey, 
you have been empowered to lose. <laughs> you, ha- and I'm not saying that rudely, but like, hey, God has given you the strength to to process this loss, well, and to go through. And we'll get we'll get more into yeah, that. Yeah, see, but, now you're talking accurate interpretation, right? So we ain't there yet. There's a way to get that, but I think it's interesting when we look at the misinterpretation and misunderstanding of this scripture. Mm-hmm. The emphasis, especially in the American Christian context, is mm-hmm. the I yeah. and the do. Mm, yes. yes, I yes, can yes. do all things through Christ. So like my, my ability to, to put in work and to succeed at the work mm-hmm. that I'm doing, yes. um, like it's going to happen. The positivity yeah. is there because God's going to give me the power to do yep. the thing that I want to do. Rugged individualism. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. as opposed to, you really should be focused on the like can, like I'm, I'm only able, mm-hmm. I only can do these things. And I can only do them through Christ. That's right. It's, it's about the ability that, that God gives you to do what it is and not about the thing that you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that this misunderstanding has so much allure, right? Mm. That word just came to me. I wanted to use it. Has so much allure because it puts power back into our hands. It gives us a sense of being able to wield the authority of God, which is very, very attractive mm-hmm. to be like, wait, all I have to do is say and do these things and then I can make stuff happen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I just slapped that on there, which we have an episode about that. You should go back mm-hmm, and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of one of those things where it's like, hey, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And it's like, but you're only saying that because you're trying to get a Bible verse to support your will, mm-hmm. which may actually be anti-God's will. Right. So in that case, you're wrong. Right. But it is attractive to be like, you're struggling. You can't get the weight off your chest. You're trying to get that personal record on the bench. And I you're can like, do all things I can do all things. Which, <laughs> that's how I that's sound. What it sounds like, like. It's like a 15 pound bar. And I'm like, Jesus help me. Uh, <laughs> which honestly, like, I'm just, a, just a side note uh-huh. when it comes to physical fitness, which I, I know I've heard, I've heard and seen a lot of Christians use this verse in particular to motivate themselves, to empower mm-hmm. themselves. But there's another scripture that Paul wrote. Mm-hmm. That I think is really important for the physical like fitness and bodybuilding thing, which is making our body our slave. Well, there's like, also just to counteract that. He says physical fitness is of some value. Some value. It, some. Now, he's saying it's it's valuable. So you can you can have a day of rest because it's of some value. It's of some value. But now, don't, don't rest every day. Don't rest on leg the day. The spiritual things. <laughs> I feel attacked. The <laughs> spiritual things are are of weightier value. Yes. But anyway, yes. so before we get into what this this verse actually means, the actual context, mm-hmm. um, we want to encourage you to like and subscribe, share, yeah. um, do whatever you can to get the word out, let people know. What we be tomba. Yes. So that's one word, by the way. Tomba. 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 Uh, it's a tomba. What are they tomba? Um, so what Paul's tomba <laughs> is um, what he actually means in context. This verse is about um, perseverance and steadfastness. What? fatness. <laughs> I don't know if that was a subconscious don't, slip up about, about fatness. <laughs> stead- <laughs> About unwavering weight. Uh, <laughs> Eating all the food. <laughs> Steadfastness <laughs> is what go. I was trying That's to say. Um, so he's talking about steadfastness, about endurance, about ultimately contentment is what this mm. verse is about. And so if you read it in context, I'm going to go back a little bit yeah. from 13. So I'll go back to 12. Let's see. Do I need to go back to 11? We'll just, we'll just uh, almost drop the Bible there. <laughs> Can't do that. Um, we'll go back to 10. So Paul says, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord 
that at last you re- renewed, sorry, I'm struggling. You renewed your concern for me. It's been a minute since he read out loud. It's like that kid <laughs> in class where you're like, please don't let him read next. And then the whole time you're like saying the words with him. Like, and anyway. Surely and goodly. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, um, indeed you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And then he goes on, he says, yet it was good for you to share in my trouble. (laughs) Yeah, at the same time, thank you so much. He's like, listen, I was, listen, I don't need your money. But thank you. But it helps. But you know, it's good. (laughs) Good looking out. (laughs) I was going to make it somehow, but I appreciate you sliding me a couple dollars real quick. Which is so, like, honestly, I, sometimes I read Paul's things. I'm like, he's so snarky. Paul was a snark. He was just snarky. Yeah, he would put these little quips in there. You'd be like, oh, Paul. And there's. And and the other thing is because these were circular, not cyclical circular letters they were meant to be read by multiple churches that was mm-hmm. the the goal so paul was not only calling out this church to their to them and saying snarky things he was telling other people their yeah business. but and he this was about to go around so as they hear it they're like oh the church in ephesus is gonna hear this oh, <laughs> they, gonna know. they gonna know that we messed up but anyway um yeah. so yeah in this verse paul isn't talking about utilizing the power of christ to overcome your personal struggles like if, if, if anything, Paul's talking about how in your personal struggles, the power of Christ gives you the power to endure. Yeah. Now, and there's a, there's like a difference between like endurance and perseverance. But mm-hmm. if, if you're looking for verses about overcoming, about victory, about yeah. like, there's plenty of those verses. Yes. This just isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. Like you can look at uh, the book of Joshua where Joshua says, yeah. um, you know, hold fast or what is it? Uh, be still the Lord fights for you. Yeah. Right. Like there's plenty of verses in scripture that talks about the victory that we have in Christ, Mm -hmm. about how we're a new creation, about how death has no hold on us, about how uh, the The weapons that may be formed, they they shall not prosper. prosper. Like there are verses in context that you can utilize when you need to stand on a promise of God to Mm -hmm. overcome a struggle in your life. Amen. So we're not saying that there is nothing in scripture that says that, but what we are saying is this verse doesn't say it. Right. And honestly, like overcoming is different than being victorious, like considering that you have, okay. like being an overcomer, like overcoming a struggle versus winning at something. A lot of times I think we, we yeah. want this verse to be like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win the game. I'm going to win the match. Mm-hmm. There are things that, yes, like we're winners, right? In Christ, Jesus loves winners. <laughs> but like we, we've won the ultimate prize and we, we yeah. strain forward for that and we're prize. we're still striving, yeah. Um, but also being an overcomer, like having those struggles that we're going through or those situations, he says, I've learned in all circumstances, or I've learned in, in all this that I've gone through. Yeah. He, it's not just, oh, I overcame it and I got through it and now look at how great I am. It's, yeah, I, I know what it is to go through this. Mm-hmm. And I also know that it's only Jesus who got me through this. It's only God's strength that allowed me to experience that and come out on the other side. And I think it's important what you said, the difference between overcoming and victory, because you can overcome and still lose. Come on. Like you can overcome a personal struggle, a personal fear. You can overcome something in your life that you need to get by and you can still lose whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. Right. And in the eyes of other people, you could be like uh, come out on not on top. Yeah. There are people that um, overcome even though they're in prison. Yep. Like they've lost something. Um, Yet while they're in prison, they've overcome the 
like sin and they've mm-hmm. overcome the issues that they're struggling with. Or you can be, let's take the the sports analogy. Mm-hmm. You can overcome your like laziness mm-hmm. and overcome your personal hurdles and still lose the championship. Yep. Like absolutely. And so I think there is a difference mm-hmm. between being being victorious in whatever uh, temporal situation you're facing mm-hmm. versus overcoming eternally and overcoming in even personal milestones. Yeah. yeah Unless your good. personal milestone is to always win, in which case, I mean. Pick a new milestone. Well, you just got to work a new thing. escrow hard. Yeah. Escrow. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there are, there are plenty of verses you can go to, but um, when you're looking at the difference between overcoming and persevering, mm-hmm. so we talked about overcoming and, vic- and being victorious, mm-hmm. but persevering is a, a different type of strength. Yeah. Like to overcome something, it takes a lot. Uh, but scripture talks about a lot of persevering because mm-hmm. I think so many Christians, and this is just my, my interpretation of the culture, right? Me exegeting the culture. Uh, there are a lot of believers that come to faith and they're expecting to overcome sin and live in this place of, of just perfect peace, always no struggle, no nothing, just living in joy all the days of their life. And that's not the promise of God. Like Jesus tells us over and over in this world, you, you will have, have trouble. trouble. Um, but, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Like Jesus already overcome. And so it's our job to persevere. Mm -hmm. Like the victory is already ours. It's just like, if you knew at the end of a really long meeting, you were about to quit, but you want to do it in style, right? So you're going to (laughs) wait, let everybody say what they're going to say. And you're just sitting there the whole time. Like if you were to just yell, I quit at the beginning of the meeting, there's no perseverance in that. Yeah, You know what I mean? But if you wait, if you just savor that and like, as soon as this meeting's over, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm gonna get them. Um, that's why in most underdog stories in the movies, like yeah. they don't just win at the beginning. It's not like the first yeah. 15 minutes, like they just win. No, you have to go yeah. through, you have to persevere some things because mm-hmm. that makes the end goal so much sweeter. Yeah. And I think being a believer, our lives are so um, heavy laden with, with trials and with mm-hmm. struggle because we're meant to endure and we're meant to persevere yeah. and demonstrate the glory of Christ in the midst of the trial, the, yeah. the trial and the struggle. Yeah. I said trial. Trials. I got lots Truggles. of trials and struggles, guys. Um, one of the things um, that you were saying made me think of two different films that, uh, well, one of them I've watched recently. You didn't watch Bambi. it. Um, no. Oh, okay. Um, the football movie. What was that football movie we watched? Greater. Greater. Go watch that movie. It's a good movie. There's, I think there's a lot of really good imagery of perseverance and endurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to spoil anything. So just, just go watch that. Also the movie Hillbilly Elegy, which is also a book that's based on a true story. It's, it's, written by the person that went through this. So it's autobiographical. Um, But there's a lot of images in that particular person's story of endurance and perseverance and not things, not always going the way you would expect them to go. If you just looked at this verse and just tried to snap it onto the situation, like, Oh, well just, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. So just keep, you know, you're going to win. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, we all know who have endured a lot of things and maybe by the end of the battle, you know, they didn't end up the winner or they didn't end up in the situation we expected because, um, because we have all these human expectations that um, we place on situations. But I think it's important with, with this verse, especially looking at Paul's life, even, I mean, Paul ended up, I mean, he, he didn't end up in like this glorious position. No, he was um, beheaded. He was beheaded. Like, a Nero. Yeah, it's like a shameful thing. It's like this yeah. humiliating kind of death. And well, so if, if you just take this verse yeah. and you look, well, why didn't Paul win at the end? Why didn't Paul overcome? That's one of the things <laughs> that I get like kind of frustrated about with certain verses being t- taken out of context. Because like you got to have enough faith 
and then you'll overcome, you'll get through this. And it's like, so you're saying Paul didn't have faith? You're saying Jesus didn't come on. overcome come because on. he was put to death? And like Paul, if you think about this verse out of context, right? And you're like, you can do all things through Christ's strength. You can get through this. You're going to win. Um, like Paul was appealing to Caesar. He was going through the, the political mm. process. Like he was going through a court case and he was in jail and he was, he kept appealing and being like, I need an appeal. I need an appeal. And if Paul was just like, yeah, I'm going to get it because God will give me strength. No, he's saying whether life or death, like it doesn't matter. I know how to be content in this yeah. Um, because I have Jesus. And if you have Jesus, no matter what your situation is, you have enough. Mm. Like if you're hungry and you have Jesus, you, yeah. you've got what you need. Yeah. And if you're falling out of control and you have Jesus, it doesn't matter because you, you have Jesus. You have what you need. Yeah. And so Paul's trying to beat this into the heads of believers that this, the temporal stuff, the stuff that we look at, that, um, that we put our hopes in, mm-hmm. we don't ever actually, um, like those things aren't the things that matter. Yeah. And so the question of like, when you're trying to apply it in your life, like, well, can I apply it to working out? Can I apply it to this game? Like, yeah, you can apply it, but not in the way you think. Yeah. It's not saying I can win this game because God will give me strength to win this game. It, the actual way you apply it is whether I win or lose, I have enough peace in Christ that it doesn't matter. Yeah. That those temporal in fitness, whether I, I beat my personal record or not, doesn't matter because I have Jesus. Now, it'd be mm-hmm. nice to do that. That'd be cool. Just like Paul says. Yet it was good for you to share in my trouble. Right. Like, Listen, I didn't need it. I don't need to win this victory. Yeah. It would be nice if I won. But either way, I have Jesus. Yeah, I don't need it to validate me. Exactly. I think that's another thing that um, we want our victories and our um, our winning. We want that to validate us because yes. it proves to other people that we can do all things, period. But it, it doesn't necessarily prove to people that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to not just have the context of all the verses, but keep the full verse in view. Yes. In whom and through whom can you do all this? And taking it, I mean, I, I don't want to say literally like in a weird way, but he says, I can do all this. And the things he referenced were being poor and being rich mm-hmm. and being, the bi- hungry, being, being hungry, being fed. fed. And these are things that we physically understand in our world. Some of us maybe understand being full more than others. Some of us maybe understand being hungry at times more than others and same with money. And so I think it's really important that we keep the full view of what he's saying. I I know how to do all of this, all this that I've been through. And I hope that that can give us that sense of humility of like, oh, dang, like I don't know what it's like to be hungry very often. I can't think of the last time my stomach was growling because, um, you know, I'm just so well fed. I don't really know how to do all things that I thought I could do. That's good. Um, but I can do some things, period. The I things do that I things. have done. The things I have done, I can do those. But I, I hope and I pray that it, it moves us deeper into that, like seeking after the Lord and being hungry yeah. for what God has for us, whether it's makes us look like a winner or makes us look like we came out on the losing side. Well, and with that, <laughs> with that image of uh, humility, um, I think it's so important for us as believers, especially uh, in the U.S., the disparity in yeah. wealth that that's um, present. Right? You have people living across the street from each other who are well fed, yeah, and who are starving. Like yeah. in our country, this happens, and so it's important for us to take this verse also to apply to the hierarchy that some can sometimes happen mm. in our minds when we judge people for being poor yep. or if yep. you're broke and you're judging someone for being rich, like those things, Paul's saying like those things don't really matter. Mm-hmm. It's not about those things, um, which is easy to say when you're well-fed, right? It's easy to say when you have something Yeah, to be like, Oh, it's not about the money. Um, 
but as someone who who has it should be like listen it's not about the money so i'm willing to share i'm willing to give exactly i'm willing to serve and because you know who it comes from exactly because it's not yours and Mm -hmm. it's not an image it should not be what we take our identity in like that our status should never be our identity yeah and i think honestly this this scripture um and maybe this whole chapter is is a lot about integrity as well yeah and we know integrity is like being so okay sorry yeah i was like yeah Yeah. wait what (laughs) yeah it is wait what huh sorry go into that integrity Um, so like being the same or acting the same no matter who you're around okay you know like you would do the right thing whether you were being watched or not and i think for Paul, he's he's explaining like he has been these things mm-hmm. and it hasn't changed the core of who he is because mm, who he yeah. is, is is centered in Christ. So good. Yeah. And so it's not just about, oh, would you steal this $20 if you knew you wouldn't get caught? It's also about like when these situations happen in our lives where we are challenged and we're offended and we're hurt and mm. we're rejected. Are you the same person that you are when people are celebrating you and they love you and they think you're so great and they're like, yeah hashtag you're awesome like that's a bar right there that's a word for somebody it's hard and it's hard because we we so often seek validation from people and i know that this has been a struggle that i've had in life Mm -hmm. um and it it stems from so many things like trauma (laughs) and other other magic challenges (laughs) other challenges we experience and it's part of the brokenness of this world it's part of i think the just just sin in general but if if we can get to that place where we're grounded in the truth and we truly know who we are because we know whose we are, then whether we are poor or rich, whether we are um, liked by everyone or hated by everybody, like it doesn't matter because I can do all of this. That's right. I, I can be who I am. I am who I says I am because <laughs> who I am is in Christ. That's right. I love that image that you just painted because the, the thought should be, I can get through this because God will strengthen me. But thought is, I can do this. I can, I got I, it. You're going to, okay, y'all hate me. Okay. I can be hated because I know I'm in, I know I'm operating in integrity mm-hmm. and it's just me and Christ. He's mm-hmm. going to get me through it. So I, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I'm loved. Okay. I'm not going to get a big head because I know it's not me that did anything. I, mm-hmm. I can do this whole being loved thing because of Christ. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah. Mm. So um, <laughs> we're going to get into some uh, practicality. Yeah. But before we do though. Before we do, you know, before we do, you know that you've listened to this thus far. If you've stuck through it, God bless you. Thank you. And you've thought, you know, I, I know somebody needs to hear this. Like we all do it when we hear sermons and stuff. We're like, but who? Now maybe, maybe it's just for you, but maybe there's someone in your life that you've had this discussion. You've talked to them about this or they struggle with validation. They struggle with um, complaining and not being grateful, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, share this with them, send them a link, um, tag them in something on, on Facebook or whatever. And Instagram. Yeah, get them involved as well. Have them listen with you and and help them to grow. Um, and so yeah, that's all. Now let's that's good go. Stuff. Let's go. do it practically speaking. Yes. Um, how do I live out Philippians four thirteen? You gotta honestly, like for real, real, mm-hmm. not for play play. Evaluate. Okay. So ask yourself: When I look at the successes in my life, do I attribute them to just me and my strength mm. and me and minds and what I do and how great I am? or or do you honestly attribute them to God and his grace and his mm-hmm. just unfathomable riches? Do you attribute those things to him or do you? And also when you look at the failures yeah, or failed situations or detrimental situations you've been in in your life, do you attribute them to other people? Are you blaming folks for are your you, problem? Are you a victim or do you take responsibility for your own part? Now, of course, excluding situations of abuse. Mm-hmm. That 
don't even worry about that. We're not talking about you. Yeah. That was wrong and they should not have done that That's to you. That's right. Um, but, but really asking, am I always the victim and the hero? <laughs> like, do I Sorry, do I, I do this all the time? But that's, <laughs> that's so, not that's not cool. That's so us as people, right? To be like, and you'll never believe they were so mean to me, but then I overcame by my own power. And it's like, wait, which which are you? Like, I'm confused. Like, I don't know. That's not having integrity at all. Yeah, your storytelling's a little confuzzled <laughs> yes. right there. Um, I like that you said even in your um your failures. I like that you brought that up because it's so easy to attribute failures or um bad situations to other people or to maybe the I system. just didn't work hard enough. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of freedom when you know you've done as much as you can, you've been operating in integrity, you've lived your life above board mm-hmm. to be able to look back and say, okay, I did everything I was supposed to do and the door still didn't open. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that that was God actually protecting me or that mm-hmm. was as disappointed mm-hmm. as I may be in this situation. I'm going to trust that God has a bigger plan. And that's how you operate in contentment in those moments. Yeah, that's good. Um, so our, our second practical practicality, practical point, practice. Our second practice. There we go. Ooh, this whole time we've been trying to think of what it, word we should use. And it was all, it was there the whole time. <laughs> What's it called when you like, you're not the, good at something, but you got to keep doing it. It's called practicality. practicality. <laughs> got a practical. Y'all show up because we got some exercises that we're going to practicalate. <laughs> Anyway, I got to go to sports practicalation. <laughs> All right. Reframe. Oh, this is yes. the word reframe. Mm. Um, so part of what I enjoy about um, working with youth at times is you get to be um, the person that helps them to reframe situations. Yeah. So like with our kids, they'll say something and it um, doesn't matter what it is. That's not fair. Yeah. Be like, oh, it's not fair that you didn't get what you wanted. But let's think about all the stuff you did get that you didn't work for. Mm-hmm. How awesome was that? And that actually wasn't fair. That was grace. Yeah. And so in the moment of, I didn't get what I want, so I'm upset. Now we're reframing it to be like, oh, wow, but I got all this other, this other, mm-hmm. other, other stuff. Other, other, other. That other. I didn't work for. Yeah. That I got. And yeah. so it's reframing. It's taking your focus off of the negativity mm-hmm. um, and putting it on God's grace in that situation. And so yeah. um, you have to understand that every good and beautiful gift comes down from our Heavenly Father. Yeah. Every good thing every good experience every um breath that you take Mm. every move you make (laughs) you'll be blessed stop it stop (laughs) it quit it sorry every Uh. every breath you take is a gift every um every ounce of strength that you have is a gift and so when you're able to reframe your your life reframe your mind in such a way that you're not looking for negative things you're not looking for someone to blame you're not Mm -hmm. looking for a way to praise yourself, but you're simply going, wow, God has been good. Yeah. And then when something bad happens, you're when, if you're working on reframing your situation, even when something bad happens, you see where God's presence was there. Yes. Where his plan kept you. Yes. Where his hand was protected. Like you'll still be so aware of God's presence in your life that you'd be like, man, that was a terrible day, but you know what? I did see these things. I did see God working in this. Yeah. And so reframe how you view Mm -hmm. your situation. Yeah. Is our second practice. Yeah. And it, it really is a practice of humility. I think that's something that like, okay, I can acknowledge that it wasn't because of me, this good stuff happened, but then yeah. also being able to say like, oh, wow, God, like it, even if I can't find the thing to be thankful for when things don't go my way, yeah. God, help me. Yeah. Help me. I believe God, I believe that you are good in all situations. And I believe that your grace carries me, but help my unbelief. Cause I'm struggling mm. with this right now. I'm struggling yeah. to see how 
you know, the loss of this person or the loss of this job. I'm struggling to see how that is good or how it could be for my good. Um, well, and that, that leads me to just a, a quick aside, mm-hmm. right? Um, we, 2018 was a very heavy year for our family. We had two uh, losses in our family very close together, one tragically. And um, then we had a, a puppy that didn't make it, you know, had a, a heart defect. Um, and so we were, we were struggling. Church church hurt stuff church yeah there the enemy was trying to take us out people were trying to slander us it was a lot of stuff happening sickness in 2018. i remember that yeah um but i remember one time we were sitting in the midst of all this chaos and i remember thinking exactly what you just said i was like god i know that you're good and i know that you love us and i know that your your glory and and my goodness or sorry my like my best you want my good mm-hmm. in every situation and you want your glory to shine but i don't see it yeah. And I remember praying that honestly to God. I mean, like, I just don't see it, God. I don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing mm-hmm. and I trust you, but I don't know for what right now. Like, yeah, not, I don't know why I trust you. It's like, I don't know what the thing is I'm trusting you for. Yeah. Just that you would be glorified. So how? Mm-hmm. And, um, I didn't hear audibly, but I felt in my spirit, God tell me like the way that you handle this situation is going to show my glory. Mm. And so whatever you're going through, whatever situation, whether it be good or bad, Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody gives you the, the, um, compliment, the observation of like, wow, how in the world? Yeah. I just don't see how you went through that. I could never, oh my goodness. Yeah. How did you, sometimes that, that answer is just, it, it really is only Jesus. The grace of God. It really, there's no other explanation. Yeah. Um, and people may, you know, oh no, like you're just so strong. No, listen, <laughs> like here's what it is. Philippians yeah. four thirteen. That's the strength that I have. It's not mm. me. Um, so yeah, we, we are so thankful that you decided to join us and to listen through. And again, if this has blessed you, um, don't, don't just share it, make sure you like it, subscribe to it on Mm -hmm. our YouTube channel. If you're listening on audio only, you can like us there. Mm -hmm. Um, that way you can get more content like this every single week. And remember, if you would like to be a part of our inner circle that we mentioned, that exclusive club that you, you know, can be a part of at the beginning, get in the club. Um, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Nick Smith podcast. You can find out all about it. Mm-hmm. You can kind of get a little sneak peek into what we offer to our Patreon subscribers. That's right. So this has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be, be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.